This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel 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 it. The chat room. The chat room. Breaking down what you need to know. A very, very, very good evening to you, Joe Hasselberg. Good evening. If you're listening from Bramfontein, it's 88.1 for you. Otherwise, we are streaming live on www.vowfm.co.za. Thank you so, so much for choosing the chat room right here on Vowfm. Thank you so much for choosing, of course, myself, Michael Benevolent. I am set, I am locked, and I am ready to keep you company from now all the way until 9 p.m. The show is the chat room, and welcome on board. I am riding, riding solo um, to Tonight, unfortunately, the beautiful Amohelang Amplified, my partner in crime, my co-pilot, could not be with us. But I do, you know, assure you that she will be back shortly before you know it. So do not despair. Otherwise, the very best of news and actuality all wrapped up for you and coming to you in just an hour. That is the chat room for you. Um, You know, the last show for the month of October, our last show. I mean, you know, this month has been, you know, very fulfilling. I feel in terms of, um, you know, the show for us in general, for the presenters, we, you know, we've grown as a family, we've added new stuff, um, which have, you know, that's been truly amazing. And I just feel like everything, um, you know, has been very much full of growth this much for the show we've grown in terms of conversations and the meaningful conversations that we continue to hold every single week um and in terms of you know the chemistry and the working environment as well and i just hope i hope that you know you get to to hear it as well when you're listening to the show and tonight is no different of course as we delve in deep into you know the topic of african spirituality a very very intense one but that's exactly what we are all about right here on the chat room for the youth, by the youth, we are Power Fair, Power Fair, 88.1. The Chat Room, The Chat Room, breaking down what you need to know. Now, African spirituality um, is a holistic concept that stems from the historical and cultural and religious heritage of Africa. Um, and it includes, among others, of course, all the, the folk tales and the superstitions that we grow up hearing of, um, the beliefs, the little you know, rituals here and there that we get to have and just all round general culture. That is African spirituality. When I speak of African spirituality today, that is what I am referring to. It also must be understood, I feel, as having originated from Africa's soil. But we also can't deny the fact that they, you know, they've developed through contact with people from other countries and continents as well. I mean, you know, the more we grow up, um, the more we get to learn and the more we got, you know, we get to travel and experience different countries and different people in different places. Um, You know, we get to really realize that our core values are changed or shifted rather um you know our opinions are also challenged and the more you realize that your beliefs are kind of always tested so the same also goes i feel when it comes to african i mean african spiritualities there's not just one single african spirituality and also even though many of the characteristics of the african spiritualities are alike um they may also have different interpretations 
and whether or not that's actually okay is something I too am hoping to find out and actually dissect fully tonight um, with our guests and our resident guests to help us unpack this topic. We'll be chatting to Dr. Dumagude, who is a traditional healer. And immediately after that, Prophet Katejo Mukhase also joins in to help paint you know, a different picture into African spirituality. Um, so you definitely, definitely want to stick around for those interviews. Do not go anywhere. Um, otherwise, the chat room wrap-up before I say goodbye is also something you can look forward to where I basically bring to you two of the top trending stories or news that made headlines from the beginning of the week until now. And of course, don't forget to be a part of the conversation um, on all our social media. We are at Femme on Twitter and on Instagram and you can send in your voice notes because um, I, we, I will be playing and taking in some of your responses as we are delving deep into talking all things or everything related or centered around African spirituality as well as religion. So, you know, African spirituality because some of us uh, make use of intermediaries, of course, in the form of ancestors, I feel. Um, and this is also normally, it involves certain prayers and sacrifices and offerings um, and singing and dancing, all focused on pleasing or making contact with, you know, these intermediaries, you know, if I can call it, call it that, um, for lack of a better word, or our ancestors, simply, you know, in Africa, we are known for having our lives be a part of a community. In other words, African spirituality is not individualistic, but it's actually communal. And because it is so communal, I feel, you know, you find that community is also the responsible one for, you know, the preservation and preserving and continuing um, these traditions and beliefs and rituals that we often have. So um, what I mean by this, I personally can say that I can recall times in my life where, you know, I've had to perform certain rituals rather certain customs that you know i i didn't really fully know of or about and i wasn't really educated on them but simply because you know my father kind of like insisted that i perform them and because it's it's part of our you know our our family's traditions or family culture or family you know rituals that have to be done and because i respect him of course i partake in these but it's not to say that i really did have the knowledge or i really understood but it's simply out of the fact that it is part of who we are um and i feel like much of the reason why he insisted that is because probably and perhaps his father did the very same thing with him so this is where you can start to see i feel the preservation and the continuity rather of traditions and beliefs or rituals it's all a thing that we have to do it continues from one generation to the next so essentially to describe the main function of african spirituality or religion um is to link the world of the ancestors with the world of of the living and i feel by doing that you get to create some form of harmony in the community as well as you know a sense of belonging for our people who still actually believe in our african culture and spiritual and although you know african beliefs and religions are not described in sacred books i feel like you know the bible or something like that it is written in the lives of the people who still perform different rituals and customs as well as in the hearts of course of those who you know attend these rituals and customary festivals and by rituals 
I do mean um, that all of the different means that we make use of in communicating something of spiritual or religious significance, of course, either through words, um, whether you do it through words, whether you do it through symbols, sacrifices, and, you know, specific actions, um, you know, sacrifices, whatever, I think stand out the most. Because when I think um, of our customary or some customary South African traditions, they normally, you know, include sacrificing perhaps animals for our ancestors in order to try, you know, and get connected to them or communicate with them. So these rituals embody our beliefs. And some examples that immediately come to mind, of course, are, you know, our. I also, I think, I, I immediately think of our birth rituals, rather, such as, you know, name giving and the significance that we often place on it. Um, and also, of course, the big one, which is initiation or initiation school as well. So all in all, one of the main functions of African spirituality or religion is, I would say, to link the world of the dead with the world of the living. And as such, I mean, it is a way rather, because having done that, I think is a way of ensuring harmony as well as ensuring peace and restoration in the community. And for you, um, who, you know, who actually still believes and actually still practices African spirituality. So, yeah, that is quite a mouthful and it's quite a lot to digest, but I do feel like um, it is definitely, definitely an important conversation. And continuing with this conversation right after this, we'll be joined by our first um, interview, um, or guest rather, for the night, traditional healer, Dr. Dumagude. Dr. A very, very big, big welcome for, um, to, to the chat room. Yes, uh, I'd like to greet all the listeners. This is uh, Dr. Dumabute, all the way from Ayakonzulu, uh, Natal. Yes, thank you. I appreciate being called and the exposure. Absolutely, Doctor. Thank you once again for taking the time to join us. Getting straight into the interview, um, you are a traditional healer. So, firstly, yes. just to clarify for our listeners as well, does you know does that mean that you are you know a prophet, noma uyi sangoma or uyinyanga in general? You know, just mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay. And also, if okay. you know, just to clarify the differences between that as well. All right. Okay. Uh, I am a sangoma and a inyanga. But mm. let me just clarify uh, the difference uh, between these three things. A yes. sangoma is, is a spiritual healer, someone who can connect with spirits, someone who can see past, uh, future, and present. A, a, a nyanga is a traditional doctor, someone who deals with herbs, who cannot see. So those are your people who can heal your cancers, your, 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 your whatever sicknesses that you have. And a prophet is someone who works through a a, 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 a a spiritual gift, but uh, related to a church. Someone who's a prophet is probably a pastor mm. who can see, but does not uh, specifically deals with herbs. Mm. That could be a prophet. All right. Okay, so Dr. Then, would you agree in saying that those differences that you've just mentioned between, you know, prophet and Nesangoma is therefore also what warrants the difference between a spiritual healer and a traditional healer? Yes, 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 definitely. I I, I, I totally agree. There's a very big difference between a spiritual healer and a traditional healer. You know, as as I mentioned, a, 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 a traditional healer cannot see. You know, he cannot see, he cannot connect with spirits. He's basically just your doctor. Mm. You know, someone you go to, I have a sore throat, I've got a sore leg, I've got a sore back, and they heal you based on what you tell them. And a spiritual healer is someone who would connect with your ancestors, you know, and find out what is wrong with that sickness. So back in the olden days, uh, you, 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 you didn't find 
a spiritual healer and a traditional healer in one person. Mm. You'd go to a, a, a spiritual healer first to consult, and then he would refer you to a traditional healer for you uh, to be cured. Right. And how was your process like into, you know, accepting your calling rather or getting, you know, getting to getting and being one with your calling? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's a very interesting one. Okay. My calling started at uh, seven years old. Hmm. I, I, I do come from a family uh, that practices traditional uh, healing a lot. Uh, my father is a traditional healer. I was when I, I was born, uh, he was a traditional healer. So it, 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 it wasn't that difficult for me uh, to accept the gift, but obviously no parent wants their child to be a traditional healer. So there was that uh, that denial uh, stage within my parents so until at about I think it was grade three where I couldn't where yes I think it was grade three where I couldn't uh, walk. I was fainting at school. I could mm. hear voices. Mm. I remember going to the beach. I drowned at some point, and I could see. Uh, certain things during that drowning fray uh, phase, so I was taken to 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 uh, to Eshowe, mm. to a traditional healer, and the one, one prophet tell you know what this child is a gift, yeah. and the final So I went through my initiation at the age of seven in grade three, and mm. then I went back to school. Wow. Okay, so that's a very, very intense process, and but that's I'm guessing that's not always the case with everyone, right? Who, who no, is, no, no, practicing. no, no. It's not always the case with anyone, you know. Uh, there's different. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm to work differently, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we are not all the same. Some people uh, would go crazy, you know. Some people would fail in school. Mm. Some people would, would would see things. Some people would get what I call spiritual sicknesses, where you don't know what's going on. Uh, you're feeling sick, uh, you feel like running away, you've got spiritual attacks and you're just confused and there's no direction in life, you're trying to get a job, it's not working out, you get a job, you get fired, you know, it, wow. it, it works differently for different people, depending mm. on how your ancestors connect with you. Okay. And, you know, moving back to the topic at hand, um, Doctor, would you then, you know, find that there are times where African traditional religion and spirituality are you know, perhaps interwined, and is the connection normally in a good or a bad way? Yes, 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 definitely. Uh, let us remember here that uh, we, we 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 do live in a spiritual world, you know, mm. and 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 especially with uh, traditional uh, religion, you know, in, in in reality, in most cases, we have to consult first. You know, we can't just go and do religion the way the way that we do it or the way that it's been done, you know, because we, we, we can't always keep doing the same thing over and over again because in some way too, as I said, you know, ancestors are not the same. My ancestors one might want something different from your ancestors, you know, and same with other people as well. So we have to connect with our ancestors before we do rituals, any rituals for a matter of fact, uh, before we move into the traditional uh, religion. So let me make an example. Let's say maybe I have to do a religion of maybe I have to do a thing or a ceremony. Mm. I have to go consult first. I need to know who am I doing it for? Why am I doing it? What purpose? I, I, I need to know those. And I can only find those answers in the spirit, you know? Yeah. I have to connect with my, with, 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 with my garden angel. I have to connect with my ancestors. Or I have to go to a traditional healer, uh, sorry, a spiritual healer. Uh, to ask and um, to 
to ask those answers. Okay. And I, I really do feel like my question before this um, was kind of leading to rather this one, or I could have you know placed it in a more blatant way um, okay. to provide more questions. I think what I really wanted to know is is there is the relation is there a relationship between ancestors and God, um, and is there even you know is there is there one? It should there even be one? Okay, let me let me let me let me let me explain it this way. Okay, God geographically placed us in different areas. You've got your China, you've got your USA, you've got your your India, you've got your your whatever continental country you're based in, right? Mm. And in each of these countries, they have their own unique ways of connecting with their God. You know? It is only in Africa where you get uh, where you get uh, our ancestral connections with God being questioned because obviously of colonization, you know, but let's not dig deep into colonization. Let's mm, just get to mm, the topic. Mm. God works through ancestors. The people that are referred to in the Bible as angels in, 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 in our culture, those are our ancestors. So yeah. we believe that God connects with our ancestors and our ancestors bring the message to us through dreams, visions, and so forth. Mm. So if I want to speak to my God, if I want to ask something from God or whatever, I have to do it by my own natural way that God uh, intended for me, naturally. The way that it was done before Christ, the way that it was done before uh, the colonization, which was uh, African people would gather, go up to the mountains, pray to God for rain uh, or whatever that we need at that time. Or go to Msamietu, Sishisimbepo, and ask our ancestors to deliver the message to God. So when we pray, we actually pray to our ancestors, and our ancestors deliver the message to God because Mm. we are not pure enough to to connect directly with God. Yeah. We, we, We cannot. Okay. That, that actually clarifies a lot for me personally and I just hope that our listeners as well um, can take away a lot from that answer um, but then also why do you think then there is that you know we find certain um, religious people or Christians who still believe that you you know it's impossible to have a relationship with both or that it's actually wrong to do so okay so that is obviously through colonization you know uh, you know, uh, African people, you know, uh, African people are actually very spiritual people, you know. Yeah. Uh, very, 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 every African person is very spiritual, you know. That's why we have dreams, we have gut feelings, we've got six sense, and all of that sort. I think it's just a, people have been misled by colonization and all sorts of those things that uh, you can you, you, you can pray, we, we do, as traditional healers or spiritual healers, we believe in God, there is a God. Mm, mm. But uh, it is not the way that the Bible has, 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 has planned it or has said it to be. You know, maybe it's true for, what, for wherever the Bible was originated, yeah. but for African people, uh, that is not our original, authentic uh, way to connect with, with God, you know. We, we do pray, we do go, uh, we, we do pray, we do have ceremonies where we just connect to God besides, you know, doing rituals mm. with our ancestors, you know. Mm. Uh, but uh, this whole Bible story just converts the whole thing and make it seem as if ancestors are demonic, yeah. you know. That's, that's, that's how it's been uh, painted out. 
and and if if you would remember uh, correctly, the, we at, at some stage we were regarded as witch doctors, which which was an which was an apartheid regime name for witch doctors. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it also has a bit of uh, racism inside and yeah. a bit of apartheid inside. Whereas black anything that comes up as with a black person is underrated, you know. And obviously, you know, if 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 you cut me off uh, from my roots, I cannot uh, see where I'm going. I don't have direction. I don't have energy. I don't know where I'm. I just don't know my purpose in life. So mm-hmm. that's why you find a lot of students, a lot of kids, a lot of African kids. You know, we know we 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 are not being led properly. Yeah. You know, because we are we have been cut off from our original roots. The same thing that happens when you cut off a tree from its roots, it will stop growing. Yeah. It will stop naturing, you know. So, yeah, that's it. Okay, no, absolutely. Um, I think I can resonate with that as well. But then personally, you know, have you... Um, experienced any stigma or, or discrimination you know perhaps the one um i know you touched on you know people experiencing or marking um Izangoma mm. as you know mm. people who you know then perform voodoo or anything like that um have you experienced any of those mm. uh yes yes uh quite quite a quite a quite a lot actually as i said i you know i i i i went to my international school yeah and my and I my gift was I, I started my gift at the age of seven. That was in primary school, so it got stronger as I got into was as I as I got into high school level. You yeah, know? and, and you you had fun. your calling. Sorry to cut you off. You had your calling at a relatively younger age than normal. So very, very, very. I can imagine young. having to navigate life after that with the calling could have been quite yes, couldn't yes. have been easy. You know, yeah, so I'd get in class and. You know, kids would be uncomfortable. Mm. You know, when you get up in class and kids ask, uh, when the teacher asks you, uh, what does your parent do? And you're like, my dad is a Sangoma. And the mm. whole class laughs. Mm. And, uh, you know, there, 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 there was a lot, especially yeah. from the white kids in high school when I was very mature, you know. Yeah. I, I, I started consulting in high school, in boarding school. Everyone who went to school with me knows, just knows me from being a Sangoma at a young age. You know, so there were certain teachers, you know, who 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 were obviously grounded by Christian morals. Yeah. Who think I'm demonic. I need to get prayed for. I actually even they actually even convinced me to do Bible study. Wow. You know, I, and and for a fact, I actually did. I have my my doctorate in in in, in theology. I know the Bible from back to back. Yes. And, you know, and I was still able to, you know, to fight through all of that. And, you know, there's also uh, a lot of places where you go to and, you know, you feel you unaccepted just because you're a traditional healer, especially these, you know, white areas, especially when you go to the beach, trying to do your rituals, mm. you get uh, all these people fishing, asking you questions, you know, the police, you know, you know, it's, it, it's actually not that easy. Yeah. Mm. I'd like to send some props to you also for that. I don't think it's very, you know, uh, I think it's an easy thing having to reach a level of self, I mean, self-actualization, I feel, um, at a young age like this and having mm. to, yeah. So I think that's a very, very good thing for your front. Um, mm. There are also a lot of rituals, Doctor, and beliefs um, that play a significant role in the African spirituality. So what are some of the ones that immediately come to mind for you, or rather the ones that you feel that most modern people or, you know, our our generation has kind of neglected or discarded? Okay. 
Uh, I will start off by, firstly, you know, learning to connect with yourself, you yeah. know? Learning to connect with your unique guardian angel. Everyone should know, everyone is called a guardian angel, you know? I like, to, I, 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 I like using this word, guardian angel, because it, it just it just drowns, it just destroys the part that uh, ancestors are different from the angels that were in the Bible in. as well, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have a guardian angel. I have a guardian angel. Everybody's got a guardian angel. We need to. We need ways. Mm. You know that without consulting a healer, without going, uh, you should go to a healer for confirmation. You need to. You need to. But you 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 need to have your own unique uh, way of you know, consulting with your guardian angel because nobody knows you or or your destiny more than you. So the more we practice our rituals, like for example, we all know Zala, you know, you know, you to be introduced and by you being introduced that draws you closer to your protection, your ancestors yeah. protect you more and you know, and you're more aligned to your destiny than anything else. You know, so these African tradition uh, ways, and 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 they don't only just you know motivate what you know. We must believe in African uh, spirituality. No, they also got good morals. You know, like mo- like like they, they, they are things uh, that you are taught more than in Belek. Like okay, now uh, you are introduced to this selling. Uh, as a boy, this is what you must do, and then. The same goes for a girl, and you've also got your msonyane, mm. you know, which is where when the when 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 you reach a stage where you, you your teenage level, maybe the the female first time going on her period, you know, she is grounded by a woman, and they teach her about uh, her period. It's okay now. Uh, you want to start feeling a certain way. Yeah. Now you need to start acting a certain way. You are grown up. This is what you must expect. This is what you must do. You know, there are also very good teachings within our traditional cultures. You know, mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. whereby they are preparing the girl. It's okay now. You are ready for marriage. And uh, this is what you must expect. This is how you treat your husband. This is how you see if a guy is serious. This is how, you know, you know, we, we, we don't have that. Now we are, we are more moved on to the Western culture and yes. it doesn't actually teach us anything. You know, I when like I'll make an example. When I grew up, I, I would, I knew that whenever an elder walk, whenever an elder walk into a bus or a taxi, I need to stand up, mm. you know, and let the elders sit down. Now, when I go into a bus, I see teenagers sitting down and elders are standing up. Yeah, and yeah. where are they learning that from? Because I'm very sure if we're still practicing our traditional cultures, uh, our morals, that is what exactly they teach. Yeah. You know? Okay, so what, did, what would you then propose needs to be done um, on a more practical level to, you know, sort of increase the knowledge um, for our younger generation, like you mentioned, that it's actually okay? One, um, and also, you know, to try and also going back to the stigma question and discrimination, just to try and decrease um, the, that, that, you know, that front as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll be, I'll be very honest with you. You know, the problem that we have right now is, uh, you know, African spiritually is actually coming out, you know, especially, let me speak to my department, the traditional healing and the spiritual healing and all of that. And we are also being misled, you know, by YouTube 
Facebook, we have a lot of fake traditional healers, you know, that is the truth, you know, and we can't deny that. So there are people who are misleading uh, who are misleading uh, uh, the nation, you know, yeah. for marketing purposes, you know. But uh, there are also good traditional healers as well that are also uh, intended to learn, that they are also intended to teach people and, you know, embrace our culture. But what, what, what I would encourage is that, you know, uh, we gather into these organizations that uh, motivate culture and we, 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 we show our support in all these rituals, you know, that happen every now and again, like we have uh, this heritage day, yeah. you know, we should, we, should, we should open up more. Like, like mm. I was very disappointed when, when I heard it's actually called a bright day. I mean, what is, <laughs> what is a bright day, mm. you know? So alone, that tells me that our culture is still being oppressed, you know, because we are not out there enough, you know. We 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 are ashamed, mm. you know. When it irritates, like like you know, me now, I can wear my full attire of a traditional healer, and I do not give a damn what yes. anyone says. Yes. I can wear my full Zulu traditional attire, yeah. a, a traditional attire. And you know, I feel good. You know, I, I actually feel better than mm. you know wearing these Versace and whatnot. <laughs> so we actually we actually need to be a bit more, and you know, and learn to support you know uh, these African uh, clothing, you know, and all these African small businesses, you know, yeah. because that, that, that's 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 what it's about at the end of the day, you know. Absolutely. So we basically, just need to understand each other. Um, regardless of whether we share differences in values and mm. beliefs, I feel that's, you know, what you're trying to say. Um, and yeah. lastly, Doctor, from my side, you know, how can someone get in touch with you to, you know, maybe consult or anything of that nature, considering that you are allowed to share that, of course. Okay, okay. Uh, I am on uh, Facebook, uh, Doctor, with a capital D, small r, space, Tumagude, uh, D-U-M-A-K-U-D-E. Uh, on Instagram, small letters, D-R underscore Tumagude. And on my cell phone number, it's zero seven six two seven three one eight five one. Uh, all right absolutely perfect doctor thank you so so much for you know for joining us this evening and imparting some of this important knowledge thank you thank you thank you very much for the for the time and the exposure i really appreciate it absolutely that was, of course, Dr. Dumagude, a traditional healer, um, joining us tonight for that interview. Um, a very, very meaningful and insightful one. I hope um, there's a lot, definitely was a lot to take from that interview. Um, on the other side of this, we are joined by Prophet Katleho Mohase to also shine and paint a different picture on African spirituality and religion. Prophet, very, very warm welcome to the chat room. Thank you so much, Mike. It's such a privilege to be with you and a very good evening to the listener. Absolutely. Um, and firstly, uh, I'd like you to just, you know, personally um, enlighten our listeners on the work that you do and exactly maybe where you are located as well. Gee, so I'm, I'm in the Alberton area mm. um, and I tend to have consultations, as it were, with people as well. Um, and I was listening uh, a bit to the conversation that you had with uh, the good doctor before yes, this. Yes. Um, so yeah, I my own journey is, is is very similar. You know, people started calling me 
Muruti from the age of seven, eight, there it was, uh, had a calling at around 13, um, navigated all of that, uh, didn't uh, go and get initiated because at the time I was of the view that, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, but the gift is very strong on both sides of my family, so then I decided to use it in the church, mm. um, and that's, that's, that's where I find myself at the moment. And that's, um, you would then say, um, you were listening to the interview prior to this one, um, that, how would you then say your gift differs from the good doctor, as you called him? <laughs> oh, no, no, the gift is exactly the same. Yeah. I think the thing is that uh, too often we, as people in the church, have demonized um, gifts, and I think that it's important for us to firstly realize that gifts are neutral. Gifts come from God. Mm. Um, and because gifts come from God, and I, again, I will say I use a biblical understanding to these things. Gifts Absolutely. come from God. And because they come from God, what we do with them then will dictate whether the gift remains a pure one or whether it becomes something else. So so a gift is given, for instance, uh, I'm, I, my surname is Mukhase. Mm. The prophetic gifting, the prophetic office was given to the first Mukhase um, by God. And because that's the case, we owe it to go back to God and understand what it is that he wanted us to do with the gift. So that's, that's a place where perhaps uh, I, I tend to differ sometimes uh, by people that would say uh, that uh, what have given them the gift. And I think mm. God has given us the gift. Mm. Mm. And because God has given us the gift, he's the primary source of information. I think that the ancestral realm is a secondary source of information. Mm. And I think contrary to popular belief, I do not think that the ancestral realm is an omniscient one. I think that God knows more than that ancestral realm. And uh, if you go back, people would believe that ancestors would act as intermediaries, as it were, dealing with familial issues. And so in dealing with those familial issues, you must go back to the person that decided there will be this family in the first place because it didn't osmose out of nowhere. So when God decided that the Mukhasa family should be here, he gave it a particular covenant, he gave it a particular purpose. And ours is to find what that is and to work with it and to understand where our ancestors went wrong and where they went right and to get the necessary advice, perhaps they visit through dreams, through consultations or whatever, and then we go back to God and we continue in that fashion. Okay, so um, I think what stood out for, for me from your answer is that you said the gift is from God, mostly and most importantly. Um, but sometimes you find that there are then some consequences that kind of happen, um, negative ones, um, might I add, that happen if, you know, one does not make use of the gift that they, you know, supposedly have. So then would you say that it is God um, punishing the people for not making use of that or... So, so, so maybe let me put it this way, and it's an isolated incident in the Bible, if you will. Uh, so a lot of people, when you do study theology, they say you shouldn't make doctrine out of one incident. But let's just go with it for a bit. There's a gentleman called Saul in the Bible. Uh, the book of Acts speaks about him. I think it's chapter 9, as it were. And he has a particular evangelical and apostolic gift. And then he goes and persecutes Christians, but he's then called by God. And in the process of being called by God, note calling and gift, same, né? as mm, the African mm, spirituality mm. was speaking about. Then he gets sick, he goes blind. He's blind, and in that moment, after that blindness, so that's a spiritual disease, in that blindness, then there's a gentleman that is told, I think it's uh, um, Ananias or Barabbas, I just forget the name, 
that is told that this person is going to come to you and is going to come to you for healing. And I understand you are scared of him because he's been persecuting Christians, but I've sent him to you. So do you not think at that moment that looks like a Kobeda? Because you are an initiate, you are sick due to a spiritual cause, and you have to go to a particular person that is revealed to you. And when you get to that place, then you are able to get help and you are able to function in your gifting. So if that's the case, and we understand that story from an African lens in the way that um, perhaps I've just described it, then we understand that the sickness itself is brought on by a non-acceptance of the gift. Not necessarily because the gift is there to help people. So all the gifts of God are there for the edification of people and for helping of people. So now you can imagine that you are meant to assist, let's assume, a hundred people. And then you refuse on that. And so those people's prayers are leaning on you to do what you need to do. Sure, God can use somebody else. But the fact that you have refused in the supernatural realm, obviously Mm. your body will react because you are a spiritual being as well. So all of those prayers would then now be the reason why it is that you are falling sick because you are the one that God has given solutions to for those people and you are not acting in that gifting. And by the way, when we say gifting, we're not restricting ourselves just to uh, isquama as it's known or these spiritual gifts of dreams and healing. It can be a gift to law. It can be a gift to music. Mm. It can be a gift to social work. It can be a gift to business. There are people who are also sick spiritually, but their sickness that is spiritual is actually depression. It's actually not having a job. It's actually Abandu coming and saying, well, isn't Ozama's Hambiga, popular line that people are using. That could be emblematic of a spiritual disease that you are having because you're not using your gift. Okay. All right. Um, thank you so, so much for clarifying that one for me. I think um, I really needed um, to, you know, get that clarification sure. um, from that. But also then these days, um, Prophet, you find that, and here, a lot of our, our generation mostly um, proclaiming that they are rather spiritual but not religious. So um, I don't believe in going to church, perhaps is what some of them would say, but I do believe in prayer and, and, and things like the universe as well. So is it really possible to be spiritual without being religious? I think that maybe let me answer that twofold. On the one hand, I think that a lot of people have a particular leaning towards religion because it creates a framework, Mm. right? And also, a lot of people like religion, and in this bracket, I'm going to also include um, African spirituality because it's starting to start to look like a religion now. It's starting to become very much formalized. There are systems that are being put in place and practitioners. So people like religion because it's got a set of rules and it's got a set of outcomes. So I don't necessarily have to do a lot of work. I just do this, I perform this ritual, I get this money. You understand what I'm saying? So what what a lived experience of relationship with God or what then would be uh, biblical spirituality would require you to do the work, would require you to pray, would require you to have faith, would require you to understand when God says no and he doesn't have something better for you. Mm. Would require that when you go through particular storms that they are God-ordained. So the number one question that a lot of people would come and consult about is, my things are not okay. I need you to fix it. 
you get that where the question is coming from is I need you to do something yeah. for me yeah. and I'm yeah. going to pay for it but Absolutely. I don't want to do the work. So, so it becomes a quick fix. And I think that the generation at the moment is starting slowly to do the work of saying, okay, who am I? What is my surname? What, you know, all of the stuff that are necessary to place me in terms of identity. And then after that, um, we still fall back into the trap of saying, ah, let me go consult quickly and let's just get rid of this thing and then I'll be fine. And I think that that's the, the distinguishing thing between this religion and, and, and the spirituality. In the second vein, for me, I think that uh, everything is under attack, everything is under threat, everything is under exposure. So the church is being exposed for its own ineptitudes. Even African spirituality is being exposed for places where perhaps it lacks because we're living in a generation that's questioning everything. And I think in people questioning it, at a philosophical level, they've got to also then start to question what works for them. And in arriving at a place that says, I don't want to go to church, I think the only caution that I would give there is that isolation kills. Yeah. So even if you're not going to church, let's have people around you mm. that would be able to help you, keep you accountable, keep you growing, and then you're okay. Okay, all right. Um, and then, you know, I personally was born into church uh, and I am a Christian of course but and inherently I feel like um, that is the case for a lot of people who are Christians mm-hmm. they just you know are grow they grow up they are born into it and they grow up um, um, being Christian rather because you know their mm-hmm. families are Christian but having to then be exposed to something different or more knowledge and getting educated sometimes you know kind of you find that you're your values and your beliefs sometimes, you know, are questioned and they clash. So I have to ask you, is Christianity a Western form of belief or tradition? Absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. If you'd ask me, is Christianity an Eastern form of religion, then I'd say yes. Um, but at the same time, you'd understand through archaeology and uh, uh, if you will, Afrocentric study that some of the oldest churches in the world are here on the African continent, perhaps in East Africa and Ethiopia and the like. So those churches are older than the churches in Europe um, and older even than some of the churches, if you will, uh, in the Middle East and so where these three main re- Abrahamic religions, Islam, Judaism and Christianity started. So, so we, we, and also then you, you get into the debate around whether Christianity is another form of uh, Kemetic religion in um, Egyptology and, you know, the, the, the whole the, the gods and goddesses of Egypt. But that's perhaps a topic for another day. But what I'm trying to get at is that it's not a Western thing. Um, Christianity and the belief in God was here in Africa way before missionaries came here. In fact, some missionaries came from Africa to go into other places. And I think that that's a history that we've got to actually learn. So when a lot of people say that uh, the colonizer came with a Bible and a gun, Mm. um, I differ with the Bible part, uh, because the Bible was already on the African continent in certain spaces, Mm. maybe not in Mm. South Africa, Mm. but it was already here. um, And we were practicing it. Some of the oldest Bibles are Ethiopian Bibles um, that have got way more books than what we now know as the canonical Bible with the 66 books and the Older and New Testament. So I think it's important for us to also understand the, the African origins of Christianity and reclaim them because uh, it's just like Afrikaans, for instance, on a side topic. It's a black language. Afrikaans was in this country way before the Dutch came. 
And so what they did, it's a Kitchen language uh, that developed between the Cape Malay and the Indian people that were in the in the Cape. And so there are uh, artifacts or manuscripts of the Quran that are written in that language uh, in the 1400s and 1500s. So they arrive here in the 1600s. So we can't even say that that language is a, is a white language and it's an oppressor's language. They took it. They stole a language in the same way that the colonizers stole Christianity and weaponized it uh, against black people particularly. All right. Um, Doctor, thank you so, so much. Um, for lack of time, I'm going to have to um, end our conversation here, but it definitely has been very, you know, insightful as well, to say the least. Um, I, Christianity is not a Western form of belief or tradition, according to you. And I also take away also the fact that we as African people can still fully experience God um, while still having or fostering a relationship with our ancestors. Thank you. Thank you once again, Doctor. I mean, Prophet. Thank you so much. That was, of course, Prophet Katleho Mukhase joining us in and shedding some light um, on the important conversation of African spirituality and religion. It's time to hear what you had to say regarding African spirituality and, of course, religion. Your first voice note. You know, regarding African spirituality specifically, um, I, to a certain extent, believe in it. I think also it runs deeper for me personally because I'm very inquisitive. So if you can't answer why I have to do certain things because of, you know, I don't know, someone said you must buy a red candle or whatever the case may be, right? Why? Why specifically a red one? Why not a white one? Also, why do I have to use it this way? Whatever the case may be then I'm not doing it. So I believe in it to a certain extent. And then when it comes to Christianity, I think for, especially as the new generation, we're very, very standoffish with it because we we believe in it, but we don't want to be boxed within it. I don't know if I'm making sense. I really, really liked the ending of that voice note, of course. Um, we believe in it, Christianity, that is, but we don't want to be boxed in it. I don't know. What do you think about this? I'm joined um, in studio right now by one of our <laughs> content producers, Noctula, of course. Yes. <laughs> um, when you speak of being boxed, I can think of being indoctrinated. Mm. Um, yeah, like be a balanced human being. Maybe operate in different ways. You are African. You also are trying to conform to the Western world. So yeah, maybe try and make them intertwine. Absolutely. I understand that. Um, your second voice note. This is what you also had to say. Hi. Um, African spirituality is no longer practiced as much or as, as often as it was before. Because the Western culture has convinced us that this is uncivilized and taboo practices so now africans have internalized this and they genuinely believe that practicing practicing these things is uncivilized and it shows zero progression in one's life so now we have africans abandoning or more like disregarding their own cultures because other people from other cultures have convinced them that their cultures do not align with the new evolved um civilized uh sorry uh 21st century so and 
it really pains me to say this, but I'm also, I wouldn't say I think that uh, our traditions are uncivilized, but more of I do not practice them as I would like to. I do not even know as much about them as I would like to know about it. But uh, y- yeah. So we really, really have lost our ways, I feel, <laughs> as um, Generation Z, Noctul. I think um, she sounds a bit lost. <laughs> she does sound a bit lost, but I, I, she, I think it's also she very... She sounds int- lost. Yeah. Um, she's probably operating from a perspective of yeah. her being westernized, wanting to know exactly. by the sounds of things. Exactly. Um, yeah, like, I think... It seems like a foreign concept. It is. Um, most people, it is. I mean, it's not an easy topic also. It's not an easy, you know, um, rather discourse to kind of manage and navigate as well. We absolutely. have to consider that. Absolutely. Otherwise, the chat room. The chat room. The chat room. Breaking down what you need to know. For the youth. By, by the youth. By the youth. We, we are Power Fab. Power Fab. 88.1. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1 or streams by www.vafm.co.za.